Welcome to Six Degrees of Roger Nielsen, featuring Vinnie Maltz and presented by Bloodline Hockey. Each episode, we'll dive into discovering meaningful stories and connections that have helped hockey coaches and players shape their professional philosophies and personal character through the art of sport. Our show is designed to honor one of the greatest pioneers of coaching innovation and connection, Coach Roger Nielsen. Hey guys, as most of our listeners are already aware, the Roger Nielsen's Coaching Clinic was officially canceled this past year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So we adapted quickly and created the Roger Nielsen's Coaches Connection. Uh, it's a private Facebook community designed to continue to provide our coaches out there a place to connect, learn, and inspire each other during this very challenging time for people across the globe. If you'd like to join us in our private group, just search Roger Nielsen's Coaches Connection on Facebook and simply ask to join the group. We've had some incredible presentations and guest speakers that we know any coach would not want to miss out on. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 17 of Six Degrees of Roger Nielsen. I am your host, Coach Vinny Maltz. Today we feature Coach Pete Lennis. Uh, he is the co-owner of Elevate O2 Hockey, and uh, it was great to talk about the influences that inspired Swaggy Pete, as he's known online there, to, uh, to not only become a professional player, uh, but to now become an online influencer for the game of hockey. Uh, we get into his philosophies with coaching and why he loves focusing on stick handling for young players today. It was great to take this time uh, and reconnect with Pete. We had actually worked together a decade ago uh, when Pete was playing for the Trenton Titans in the uh, ECHL. So I was assisting the team as a player development coach at the time. So it was nice to reconnect and catch up with an old friend in the game. Hope you enjoy this episode. All right, guys. Excited today. Welcome to Six Degrees of Roger Nielsen. Coach Pete Lennis, a.k.a. Swaggy Pete, co-owner of Elevate. Is it Elevate 02? Elevate 02, yeah. Elevate 02. Yeah, uh, area code of Vermont. Yeah, I love it. Area code. Is it? Yeah, area code. Clever, clever little name, man, to put together. With yeah. That. Tori and myself put some time into, you know, getting that name, and it kind of stuck because, you know, there's a lot of things like Elevate or stuff like that, Elevated yeah. and – you know, yeah. we like the name, but we needed to put like a Vermont spin on it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you. I mean, you grew up in Vermont. It's crazy to see the success. And by the way, congrats on all the success, man. Let's go. Appreciate on. that. Thank you. Yeah, a lot, pretty... lot of hours here, but I mean, it's you know, if you're doing something that you really enjoy, it's it's not work. You know, it's, that's that's the goal. That's, that's the end. That's like the thing. Like you know, even lessons and stuff. Like it's. It's it's fun, you know. Obviously, sometimes you you get a little bit drained, but um, you know it's enjoyable and and trying to, you know, when you see a kid's progress, it's it's really exciting. Yeah, that's the big part. Yeah, and I definitely want to dive deeper into that part. Hundred you know, percent. And as a coach, one of the things we always you know, get into right is the influences. Like when yep. you were growing up, you're in Vermont. You're it's kind of like how did like. What was it like for you growing up in Vermont? What were the influences? You know, what kind of coaches did you have as you were coming up to like fall in love with the game and, and yeah, get into the skill? I, I mean, it was pretty crazy. So like, we don't have any pro sports here. So like, UBM hockey is like the show in town. Right. You know, obviously, like that is that's our professional sport in Vermont. So right. I mean, I only grew grew up like five minutes from campus. So yeah. going to those games, and I mean, how lucky we were we? We got. St. Louis, Perrin, Tim Thomas, like that was the era where I like really started to like understand hockey. Yeah. And you could just see those guys. I mean, they were incredible, right? So right, of course. And right. and I was actually super fortunate. I had a ton of ex UVM guys, even though they were in their forties or maybe even fifties, those were my coaches growing up. Um, yeah. You know, and, and now you see 
Um, you know, youth coaches, you, you, they, they, they do the best they can, right? A lot of them are volunteers and stuff, and they played some hockey. But here we don't have a lot of, like, ex-hockey players right. that coach youth teams, right? So it's right. it's kind of changed. Like, I was super fortunate as a kid to have a lot of coaches who actually played the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, there was nothing – like, skill coaches are what, the last 10 years – yeah, exactly. Where it's you like know, really like going, yeah. Any of that. So like, I was literally like watching college games, and if I saw a move, like rewinding it and and you know trying to see what they did with their hands. Now you got Instagram, uh, TikTok, and all like all these skill coaches giving to the kids like these the, such valuable knowledge. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's gonna be scary how good these kids are in the next like ten to fifteen years. Even even that you see the guys jump into the NHL at 18 and they're killing it. Right. Yeah. Just exactly. because of all, all the, the resources they have to improve. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that, the influence part and right there, when you hit the nail on the head, right. Of having that influence of the former players, yep. to be able to teach and show you, I mean, that's invaluable, right. Environmental factors of who's influencing you, who's giving you the knowledge is such an important part of coaching. Yeah. Talk about that part for you of, as you were coming up, the amount of hours, like, because for you to get the hands that you have now and all that, that doesn't come from, hey, I decided at 20 years old to start working at it. Yeah. Talk about what was it like for you growing up? What, what was the time you were putting in? What was it like, like, as you were coming up of working and dangling and working on the skills? What, what did that yeah. look like as a young kid? I mean, for me, it was honestly just like fun. Um, like, I, I would just, wherever I went, if I went on vacation, I'd bring a hockey stick and a ball. Like, it, 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 it scares me to think of, like, if I was actually doing, like, the drills that we teach the kids now, mm. where the hands could be, right? Because I would just go on my pond, and that's what I was actually thinking last night I was laying in bed, and I was like, because a lot of kids send videos now, right? We're getting right. pretty big on Instagram, and they'll, like, send me, and they're just, like, doing stick, like, quick stick handles. And I'm like, literally every day we're giving, like, a different drill or something, like, just stop stick handling fast. Do some of the drills that we're doing. Like actually do something that's going to improve. Cause like now it drives me crazy. Like they're like wishy-washy the puck. And I'm like, yeah. it may look good, right. but it doesn't even look good. It looks like it's sloppy and you're not getting, I mean, I guess you are, but like you're not improving your hands that way. Right. Like those, like those drills, like all you need is a couple pucks or a couple balls and, um, you know, do stuff around them. I think that that's what, I, I, I mean, I don't even know. I, I was kind of getting worked up last night. Just like, <laughs> there's so many sources of like good stick handling drills and stuff. Like do those. Right. And, and I think that's the thing is like when I was growing up, I just played like with balls and, um, you know, shot pucks out in the backyard rink and stuff like that. But it was like, if I was actually doing things that like, a little bit more with a purpose. Yeah. I think now, now it's, it's just so many like resources to dive into with that, that it's like these kids have so much knowledge in front or like opportunity to learn. It's like yeah. watch that stuff and, and, and try some of those challenging things. And I mean, we've seen a couple kids who've taken our drills here and taken them home. And I mean, the improvement versus the kids who just come here it, it's dramatic. Oh, and I'm like awesome. 10, 15 minutes, you know, yeah. 20 minutes. I don't sure. Some kids go longer. Yeah. But like if you do this stuff at home, like your hands will get smoother. They will get faster. 
And like that, that's like the biggest emphasis. Like, I mean, we're on the ice teaching, so we're constantly doing it. These kids come like one hour a week, but if they, I'm not saying six hours, right? 25 minutes. I mean, you will see a dramatic change in uh, your skill set. Well, that's the part when you talk about working with a purpose, right? Yeah. Like that's the part. Yeah. You know, like when you think of it as a coach, there's coaches listening, players, parents, right? What are those nuggets of when you say purpose? What is it that, hey, here's what, if you're going to work on your skill set, here's what you want to pay attention to specifically. What are like the big high percentage stuff that right away coach might be listening. It's like, okay, I want to pay attention to this. What's the important stuff? Uh, 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 I mean, it all depends like what, what your weak points are. Yeah. Uh, you, give you know give the I, general idea, general, what you see as like a, as a whole, right? The, the overall, like the generalized version, right? We, we don't want to get into too many specifics, yeah. right? Every case is different for sure. Every player is yeah. different in needs, but the general ideas, what's a couple of general concepts that here's what you can look for. And here's really what purpose you want to dive into and, and search for, for your own process. Now, I, I mean, I guess like, where should I go with that? I guess it's like, like you're talking about the purpose of like working at home and like, what are things you should work on or like, well, in general, in the game, if you want to long-term, you're looking at, Hey, one day I want to have great hands in the game and I want to make an impact and provide value to the game. Where do I start with that? What do I, what do I focus on? I I mean, there's so many different things, right? Because you got like your, your, your plyometrics that you can start with that would, you know, help your body be quicker, like foot speed. Yeah. I mean, I think the things like foot speed, stick handling, shooting, and that, I mean, now you're take, take like the whole, um, like mindset of hockey away from that. Right. Yeah. That, that's a totally different ball game. Right? right. Of like knowing what to do, when to do it. The thing that I like to do with like stick handling is like, people are like, Oh, that's not a realistic drill or something. I'm like, right. yeah, but why? Right. Like if you're getting touches in and you're having mm-hmm. fun with it and your hands are getting better, how is that not helping you? Right. Will you do it in game? I don't know. In three years. Yeah, baby. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like that, I don't, I, when people are like, Oh, that, that drill doesn't make sense. It's like to who? Right. It, exactly. it, it, if you're trying to, if you're fun, you're creative. Like, I mean, if you've watched the NHL in the past five years, the creativity coming out of it is in, incredible. Oh Yeah. You know, and and people are like, well, that drill won't. I mean, I I posted a thing uh, about a month ago. I was like, should people practice the Michigan in practice? Hmm. If you can score on it, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's a a huge point. And and I kind of, it was like a question, like, should this become a normal drill? Yeah. So that that was like, I I mean, now people, if if, if we talked about this 10 years ago, I mean, I tried it at UVM, and Snetty was like, ah, maybe it's not the time to do that. Right. Now kids are doing it all the time. Right. It's you know, one. so it's like it, it's it's almost normalized, and that's is – that is that a word? Yes, normalized. <laughs> <laughs> word know, of the day, normalized. <laughs> but, like, now it's becoming so, like, part of the game. It's like, what's next? And that's right. when I'm, like, creative out there, and then you have people on Instagram being like, that's stupid or – do it in a game. Kids are going to do it in a game. Right. You know, it might not be tomorrow, but you're going to start, you're going to see kids go on a breakaway in Zorro hundred percent in a game in the next five years. I get yeah. it. Yeah. And, I and it's been done. You oh know? yeah. 
Oh yeah. And it's funny. I, I'm also part of that school of back in the day of like, yeah. oh, that's not going to work. Like, what's the point of doing that? And then, you know, over the last five years, I've realized to your point, yeah, like getting players to think about it, you're still developing the hands. You're still developing the softness, the sensitivity, the ability to just have control, like a feeling of no matter what I do with the puck right now, I'm going to have control. And I think that's one of the uniqueness, uniqueness about the drills and things you focus in on is yeah. just imagine, okay, if I can do that stuff, now imagine in normal circumstances of moving around the ice, it's going to feel like nothing. It's going to be like yeah. easy in comparison well, to I mean, those. I mean, if, if you remember like Ovechkin's goal from like years ago where it was like over his head, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't come out of nowhere. Like somewhere along the line, he did something creative in practice and stuff where like he feels comfortable with the puck all around him. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. one of the easiest ones that like kids still struggle to this day is flipping pucks in a bucket. Yeah. And and instead of picking up pucks, flip them in. Yes. And and kids like they simple. like it's like wrist movement. It's like it's so simple and it's something that people have to do at the end of every practice. Right. But it's faster just to take them and put them in with your hands. Mm. Love that. I'm th- now I'm faster putting them in with my stick than I am with my hands. Yeah, that's awesome. It, it, you know, and that's just little things. And I'm like, start with a tennis ball, jungle a tennis ball, and then progress. Mm. But you cannot tell me that flipping pucks in a bucket will not help you in a game. Yeah. I, I, if, if someone disagrees with me, I would love to have it out with them because yeah. it's about the touch and the feel. Someone's in tight to you. Can you pick that puck over their stick? Are you going to do it all the time? Absolutely not. Right. Is it going to happen in a five-game uh, stretch? Probably. At some point, in some yeah. moment. Key yeah. moment and all that. You got money, Mitch, walk in. He can say hi. Oh. Mitch, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? Yeah, grinding away here, man. We're doing yeah. a little uh, podcast, learning about the Elevate. Congrats, guys, on all the uh, success. It's awesome stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm mid-lesson right now. I got to run. <laughs> oh, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, see you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, so we kind of just got stuff going on. I mean, the rink's literally right there. It's pretty crazy. No, it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah, Pete, talk about that part of like, so if a new player came in, what would be the yeah. things that right away, all right, you've never gone through anything. What would be some of the things you'd right away influence? to start getting them to thinking more of like how you guys run your process. I mean, that's the, that's like the nice thing about us is that parents will call us and be like, Hey, my kid, like his hands are like pretty good, but he needs help skating. Right. We, we take the kid out there. It might be the complete opposite. Yeah. You know, so we kind of, we have like six or seven drills that we run mm-hmm. the kid with on a consultation yeah. and then we like go through it and they're like, okay, during this five pack, we want to work on stick handling. Well, we have a plan, but we divert that plan if needed. You know, that's like the the nice part. Like, I mean, some kids, we had a kid come here that wanted to work on skating and we're like, okay, this is what we're going to work on. Well, five minutes in, we realized he couldn't turn on his right foot. Mm. So there goes the practice plan. And then we attack the weakness. Yeah. You know, so it's like, that that's why we love one-on-one. Like we tell these kids, like it's okay to fail. Like there's no one judging you here. Yeah. I love right? that. But if yeah. you want to get better, you're going to have to fall down. You're going to have to struggle. But when you go back to your team practice and you have to turn on your right foot, you're not like this kid's left foot was incredible. 
because he hid that he couldn't turn on his right foot. Hmm. And then you pick up those things. Whereas when you have 25 kids on the ice, you don't have the time to stop and tell the kid, Hey, you're not doing it right. Or stuff like that. That's why we love the small groups. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's just easier from uh, being able to develop and teach and all that. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. You know, and, these kids awesome. don't, and, and we don't want them to be embarrassed, you know, right. like obviously we want them to get better and challenge themselves, but we, we want to make sure that they feel comfortable in the environment to get better yes. and to try things, you know? I love that. I love that. So how do you, what type of things do you guys influence that, you know, when they're going through something like that, of like try to fail, do you guys intentionally create drills that are very difficult and that they're going to fail? It, it's, it's all a process, right? I'll get yeah. a kid out there and he'll try to move his uh, hands like a million, a million miles an hour. And I'm like, right. dude, you, you haven't hit the puck one time. Right. Like I, I start off smooth and then mm. smooth builds speed. Yes. Right. So like these kids want to go, 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 go. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's just sloppy. Slow down. You know, speed stop, up. Yep. stop. Literally slow down. Mm. And they're like, well, I'm not like getting a sweat. And I'm like, I don't care if you do get a sweat. Right. I want you to do it correctly. So then like what I emphasize is when you go, or we emphasize is when you go back to the team practice, you can do it at full speed. Right. But if you go full speed here and you're not like connecting with the puck or stuff like that, it's a waste of time. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, so it's a lot of like, I mean, now we can't have parents in the building, but when we first did, I mean, there were some sessions, like the first ones, like the kid wasn't moving, you know? Yeah. And the parents were like, you know, they're watching us and we're like, oh, are we going to get it? Because they, like the kid's not like working hard. Mm. And they're like, my kid has never been stopped in line, you know? And mm. it's like. It's amazing. That, you know, that's the beauty of like, literally we'll stop a kid mid drill. Yeah. And just be like, no. That's not right. Like I, I'm not, I'm not doing you any good, not stopping you and correcting you. Mm. Now, right, that is not a punishment, right? But you're just not pointing out. Better. Like I can't give you this and tell you to go home and then you work on it when you're still doing it wrong. Right. Love so, that. Love how in yeah. that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, we're not, we're not upset with you. We're not anything. We're just, Hey, mm -hmm. pointing something out right at the moment of right when it happened. Exactly. Exactly. And it's yeah. like some kids, you know, and I can understand it's like, I, I haven't had a full rep yet. And I'm yeah. like, that's okay. Yeah, because exactly. You're going to learn from this and, and it will get better. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I, I think that's what we really, really like about, you know, how our setup is. Yeah. I love that. I, I love mean, there's, that. there's literally no hiding out there. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. No, it's huge. Yeah. That's, Listen, the faster the convenience, right? The fact yeah. that you can and, see. And we're, not, and we're not trying to, like, make a kid feel bad or break them down. But it's right. like, this is, this is the proper technique. Yep. And, and just keep working on it. Keep working on it. Keep working on it. And then sometimes a kid could get, like, frustrated with that. And we're like, okay, now let's try another scenario with the same technique. Yeah. You know? So, like, at least the kid isn't, like, we've been doing the same drill for an hour. Right. So it's like now you got to mix it up a little bit to make sure that the kid's still engaged, but still working on the same technique. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Some of the things technical, right? Like um, in our culture, we'll talk about to players when it comes to stick handling, thinking from yep. your feet, Yep. get your feet involved in the process. Right. So it feels like all connected as one. But what, like, what I do is I, I like a lot of kids here. What the problem is, is that we see is that you'll like tell them to stick handle. And I was like, okay, how, how do you think that rep was? 
Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, pretty good. I said, well, no, you didn't stick handle. You just skated. Right. So I actually take skating out of it mm. until they're ready for it. Interesting. Because yeah. we want that lower hand slide. We want like smooth hands rolling the wrist. And what kids will do is move their feet so they don't have to move their hands. Mm. So yeah. I actually take the skating straight out because the kids aren't ready to combine the two. Interesting. Yeah. And then come back after it and all that. But I love that. Those are the things, the rolling the wrist and all that. How about getting the eyes up? Is that a big, is that a big thing too? Okay. Well, we have, we have a huge debate here, um, Instagram, and we've, we've reached out to a couple people just, just to hear their thought on it. Mm-hmm. It's when you're doing the drills that we're doing with the speed we're doing, mm-hmm. you literally cannot have your head up the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Yeah. So it's like, it's getting comfortable with the drill I'm fine with a kid having his head down, 100% fine. And then as it progresses, okay, now a little more. I mean, yeah. What, and and the biggest thing is watch Sidney Crosby stick handle mm-hmm. in a drill when he's doing it, head down. Yeah. And and people are like, head up, head up. He, no, no, you can't do that. Yes, you can have peripheral, peripheral. I don't know. Peripheral. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it works. Tongue twister. But it's like, watch all the elite players go. Hmm. Their head's not up the entire time. 100% yeah. not. You know, so so I don't harp on that as much because yeah. I know that these kids are working on their hand speed. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be doing these things around the pylons in the game. They're right. working on those touches. Yes, when they go make a move, you have to see where that defenseman is. But when you watch a player make a move, he's got his head up. He sees it. He makes a move. He might put his head down. And then as he gets out of that move, his head pops back up. Love that. But you have to see what, like, you have to see the, the defenseman stick. You have to see the defenseman's feet. Mm-hmm. And you're not staring at his chest or his eyes. You right. have to, you know, you got to look down. Where's that hole? Where's that gap? Yeah. So exactly. I, I have, I, I do get frustrated when people are like, head up, head up, head up. I'm like, no, that that's not, that's not, the, not, that's not the case. Yes. You don't want to bury your head in the game yeah. and just, you know, look down. And yes, there are drills where keep your head up and stick handle and look down. But when you're doing the stick handling drills that we do, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to have your head up the whole time. hundred percent not. Yeah, no doubt. Love that. And so, you know, it's interesting when you think about the purpose in the game too, of like, so talk about concepts. How do you include things like, you know, puck protection and puck deception, right? Of like, yeah being deceptive with it. Obviously those are two big dogs that are concepts in there. How are you guys influencing and including that? And how important is that inside of the process? I I mean, it's all different stages of where the kid's at, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're first worried about their skills here, right? Then once they have that skill down, like we do like a shoot, like working on like pulling back the puck and shooting, right? So you start stationary. Then you start going, okay, mm-hmm. now if you're on the left side and you come down on a D-man, what are the three moves that you feel most comfortable with? Okay, mm-hmm. if you're on the right side as a lefty, what are the moves you're going to do? And then we try to ingrain like two or three solid moves that these kids have, and then we put it into game-like situations. Love it. I but, love how you collaborate uh, with them. Yeah, uh, we're not going to just give a kid a game situation if he doesn't know how to do the pullback. Right. You, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like – get that down and then we progress. Yeah, right. I'm not going to have a kid here the first time and do two on ones. 
Yeah. You know, but then we'll, we'll put a couple pylons out and we'll work on, okay, if you're a lefty coming down the left side and you're on a two on one, okay, here's the three best options and now do it until you're comfortable with it. Yeah. You know? I love that. I so, love that. um, you know, puck protection and stuff like we, we do do it for sure. Mm-hmm. It, that's more, um, as a client is like, comes in and be like, Hey, my kid, like literally just wants to work on protecting the puck. Hmm. Okay, great. That, that's a different scenario. Yeah. It, it, it all depends what the person's asking for. Right. You right. Know? And then and how much are you guys influencing of, all right, I'm looking at what the player is asking for versus, Hey, this is what I see the player needs. Well, hundred percent. I mean, there, there are some people who are like, we don't care. This is what we want. Right. That's what they want. We're getting right. You know, right I've, had sure. a kid, I've had a kid come on the ice. He, he got two sessions and he uh, he just wanted to learn how to Zorro. If that's what you <laughs> want to do, that's okay. We'd like to take a moment and thank our sponsor, Bloodline Hockey. Bloodline Hockey has been at the forefront of developing and pioneering a mental performance mindset shift for players, coaches, and parents worldwide. If you are a coach, player, or parent looking for mental performance programming specific to the hockey culture, please visit bloodlinehockey.com to learn more about how Bloodline Hockey can assist your mental performance needs. Yeah. So that's awesome. Right. It's the big thing of um, when you're getting the players in, right. And having them in the environment there. Yeah. And when you guys are looking at, right. From a coach's perspective, like I love the progression piece that you guys focus in on so much. So if I'm a coach listening to this and I want to start working on these skills, how much is it as a, you know, as a team start slow, build up, what would you say would be a general practice plan to get going of, Here's what I would focus on conceptually of in the beginning, start slow, get focused in on this, then move to the next thing. What, what would you think would be a couple things as a team? I, I mean, the, the the thing with that is it's like so different than a team practice, right? Mm-hmm. Because we literally like watch that kid. In so individual based. Yeah. Yeah. Medium, you know, until they right. understand it. Right. And I think a lot of the problems are is like, you know, some of these coaches take, like drills off like Instagram or YouTube, but they don't know actually what they're teaching. Right. Right. So like, that's the kind of piece where it's like, okay, if they are going to do that, they need to like learn the main points of that drill so that they, you know, it could be a shooting drill, but they're actually working on like how their feet are placed for the shot rather than just a shooting drill. Right. You know? So, I mean, if you're running a team practice, it's completely different than what we're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, if you are running a big skill practice, um, you know, I would, I would focus on like what, what we really do here is we try to over-exaggerate everything. Love that. Like if you're doing a toe drag, I want a monster one. So when in a game you go, it's a mini one and you're out of that situation. Right. right? But if the kid doesn't know how to do it, like fully extended, well in a game or they're doing mini ones here, in a game, if it, it's another six inches, they might not feel comfortable with that. Yeah. So I, I like the fact of like over-exaggerating everything. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. Because it's it's forcing them to actually go into the process of what it would be normally if they get Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and then when it, in a game, when they don't have to do it as big or as, you know, deep pullback, it's going to feel super simple. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what are some of those common now, Zorro? What are some of the fun ones that are like, those are the big, these are the ones that are like from a skill I, standpoint. I mean, I mean, really, even years ago, I mean, a toe drag, super, super. I mean, one of the easiest ones that like from the eye, but our kids struggle with the most is like a fake shot, keeping your hands out, heel pop, and then shot again. Just changing the angle of the puck six inches. But it's every kid wants to fake shoot, pull it in, then push it out. And you're just mm. like, no, fake shot. Once that puck's there, it's only going out again. It's mm. never coming back in. Yes, you can do that as well. But they're like, oh, this is easy. And I'm like, okay, do it. Right. And then it's just a, a disaster. Wow. You know what I mean? And that's like those simple things of like, I think that's a great one. If we're talking about like shooting situations, like a fake shot pullback, right? But a lot of mm. kids will just go into a pullback without freezing the D-man. Right. You know, I love a fake slap shot, pump, heel popping out. Well, a lot of these kids don't put the puck in a position where if that D-man like flinches, then you can shoot it right past the shins. Love that. So it's like those, I, I really like, I mean, I'm, I'm big on the toe drag. I, I'm huge on the backhand toe drag because just as you come down, like freeze a D-man. If you can pull that back smooth and go wide on them, or or if like a lefty's coming down the left side, fake shot and pull to the middle. There's just I I, I focus on those because I think they're super effective. Yeah, and and they're effective in what way? Why specific? What are they effective at? Getting shot. If I'm talking like getting pucks to the net. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a, a, a pullback, you don't have to get around the defenseman. You, yes. can, you can fake shot, pull back, and snap it right by between his legs, off his ankles. So, like, a lot of these kids will want to do, like, a one-handed out, pull it back through the D skates. And I'm like, why? If he's sagging, you know, mm -hmm. use him as a screen and right. stuff like that. So, there's, like, there's so many different things. Yeah, if you got speed and you pull it, you know, push it out and pull it between his triangle, go. Yeah. But you don't, but you don't always have to beat a guy one-on-one -on -one for a great scoring chance. Right. Exactly. It's all about maneuvering around that body. So when yeah. players are stick handling, that should be a big focus is there's so many different variables of you're looking at this moving cone in essence, but there's openings in this moving cone of yeah, where exactly. you can manipulate the play in whatever way yeah. you want. And what we see a lot here is like, we have like the, the hockey shot rush defenders and stuff. People mm -hmm. always go at such like a diagonal when they put the puck through, but you actually want to like push it and pull it like straight across. Right. Because now you're going to get into those D-man skates, mm -hmm. right? And now the D-man kicks it up and he's going the other way. So it's like, all, and that's like what kids struggle with where they're like, oh, I put it through. And I'm like, yeah, it's, all, it's like literally in the kid's skates. Like right. if you hit that black cone, that D-man's going the other way with the puck. Right. You're like, huh? <laughs> all right, watch, you know? It's like, are you sure, coach? Yeah. No. So th those are like the little things where it's like, you see in a practice, they're like just going and yeah, they're going through like the, the triangle of the stick, but in a game like situation that D man's picking that off every time. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. so those are a lot big of ones. Those things, you know, that we try to focus on and, and, you know, with the wrist roll and stuff like that. Love that. Love that. When, when you look at now what you're doing, what are you trying to influence? right into the game like what are you guys doing of like what do you want to change what, you know when it comes to the industry you guys are doing awesome stuff what is it now when you look at it like this is what my end game is i'm trying to create for these players to influence them 
I, I mean, my passion is stick handling, right? Mm-hmm. So, so uh, yeah, we're trying to make kids better and more effective in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like it. And, and this is, you know, when, when they have, when I give them the opportunity to learn to have like smoother, better skill set with stick handling, I, I really enjoy that. And I know it's a small, small part of the game. And people say like, you got to learn how to skate. I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot of people who were great skaters who are awful hockey players. So that mm-hmm. I, I call BS on that. Yeah. If you can get around the ice, great. There's a ton of players who can skate well, but have zero skill. And what do they do? They chip in the corner and they go and hit a guy. Yes, right. there's a role for that. But if that guy can skate well, and now he learns how to stick handle and have some moves, he's going to be way more effective. So I battle back and forth with the, yeah, you can't be a slug on the ice, right? Right, of course, But, yeah. but I, I think, you know, the emphasis just on skating is sometimes too much for me. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that's... You know, these these people are like, oh, they're a great skater. Well, be a yeah. figure skater. Yeah, exactly. And, well, know, it, yeah. I, and, and I get it. Like, you know, you see a guy like McDavid, he's got insane speed. Right, of course. But look at his that's hand. The, but that's McDavid, right. <laughs> but, but look at his hands. Look at his hands, yeah, exactly. He, he, he's, he's not blowing by a guy, I mean... If you like Grabner, phenomenal hockey player. If he had better hands, he'd have 20 more goals a season. So true. Yeah. He doesn't need to work more on his skating. Right. You know, now now it's more like scoring and stuff like that. So I have a I have a big issue when people just want to work on skating. I, I have a, a, a that one I, I battle with. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, um, we, we compartmentalize things and think that it's like the one thing instead of a holistic approach, which no, it can be many things. Like that's a big thing we deal with, with the mental conditioning is what are the parts that you have to influence? Like you said earlier, I love how you look at the player and you adjust according to what their needs are. You talk to them, you collaborate. Those are the things, right? Ultimately that are going to influence them. So the holistic approach, and I, I love how you view it like that of, yeah, sometimes, you know, I've had players that crazy program players the whole nine that were like yeah. oh your skating's got to improve and it's like skating have you watched the rest of his game like his yeah. game is insane like right, it's right. so much smarter and better than these other I guys mean, like what? i mean austin matthews i wouldn't say is a phenomenal skater is 100%? it no effective is he oh yeah exactly isn't and, and they're like okay yes his skating isn't that great but he's going to continue to work on that right. but i don't want to i mean there must be so many players who have been unbelievable skaters and have no idea how to handle a puck. Yeah, 100%. And that affects your decision-making. You know? Yeah, 100%. Love that, brother. Love it. Well, thank you so much, man, for uh, jumping on. Yeah, this was awesome, buddy. And, uh, you know, continue, obviously, much success and good luck. And you guys keep hammering away and doing some great stuff. And, yeah, again, guys, check it out. They're all over Instagram. We got some TikTok now, too. Yeah, we're on TikTok. Well, we just – our TikTok just surpassed our uh, Instagram button. Um, nice we're, we're going back and forth we're having fun with it so oh beauty love it love it keep hammering away buddy keep it absolutely up. Awesome. all right benny i appreciate Thanks, it yeah, yeah same man okay bye. all right Petey. see you buddy great time having coach pete lennis on swaggy pete love it the uh <laughs> solid new little nickname and uh great to be able to catch up with him and i love his passion for the game and you know, obviously being former player that he was able to go back now and, and give back to the kids and be able to influence them is a powerful thing. Powerful thing in the game and love being able to see that and see guys with that kind of passion uh, that want to influence the uh, players. It's awesome. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts about the time we just shared with Swaggy Pete. 
What did you take away? Was there anything that was helpful for you as a coach or student of the game? We'd love to hear and learn how this coach's perspective may have inspired you to be a better coach for the game. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. And as always, please remember to hit the subscribe button if you'd love to stay up to date with our new episodes. If you enjoy this content, please make sure to join our private Facebook group called Roger Nielsen's Coaches Connection. Stay up to date with all of your hockey coaching development needs. Our coaching group includes NHL, pro, college, junior, and youth coaches from all over the world. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. I hope to see you in our online coach community. Stay safe and well.